Now, in our uh, topic today, as we continue in the what you call uh, ordinary time, is now a longest, uh, is the longest uh, 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 season in the church calendar. This is now the application of everything that we do, that we heard from God. Now, in our topic for this season, of the family of God. So we are a family of God. And ranang uh, uh, subtitles, uh, sub-theme is for the love of Him above all. Need to say that our love to God is supreme for all. No? Our love to Him is always, always supreme to all, to anything, to anyone. So our love to Him. For He is our, really our first love. So it, it, does, it says here that there's no other thing or anything or anyone that would, uh, would say, compete to the love of God. Is always number one in our heart. And that love of God here would connect us to everything or every issues of our life. If we learn to love God, we learn to love God, then it would affect how we love others, how we love our families, how we love things around us. So here, what God want to emphasize this morning is that he, our love to Him will always be supreme. And my uh, topic is that our love to Him would express through our commitment, total commitment. Our love to Him would uh, express in our commitment, our total commitment to Him. Here, this morning, what I want to arrive is that may we see that God desires a love and we learn to grow in the love of God. This is a person that already grown or arrived that they have already known everything or they have already perfected the love of God. No, we're all growing in that process. That whoever continues to grow in the love of God would learn also to love others. We learn to love the family, your families, the things around us, and the things of God. And that would be what you call the, the, the motivating factor of everything that we do here on earth, our love to God. So it must be the first thing, or is this the one uh, enthroned in our heart, is number one. So in our topic for today, the text we have read in, in, in Matthew chapter 10, beginning from verse 37. Beginning at verse 37. Actually, the whole of this uh, thing begins in verse 34. That's the, the, the text really begins in verse 34, but our topic starts at verse 37. But we have to read... Uh, Anyway, the verse 34, so that you could now know the, the surrounding verses and the meaning of the whole, why the birth, why, why, what is the meaning of verse 37? Because when you start verse 37 right now, uh, it seems that uh, you will not must understand what's really the whole meaning of it. 
So begin at verse 34, it says the whole thing. So I read it in verse 34. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man fool will be those in his own household. Now verse 37. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of the prophet shall receive prophets you are. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of those little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, I surely I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. So, what we have read from verse 34 to verse 42 is just a continuation of all the teaching of Jesus Christ, the whole chapter 10 including last Sunday, including last Sunday, about totalates to the master says that uh, we are in the garden, we are in the protection of our master. Why? Because these now are the final instruction, like instruction of the Lord Jesus Christ to all his disciples as he sent them now. Go into the world, preach the gospel, Make disciples in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, as He gave them instruction how to go, He reminded of these things. He reminded them. So that not only they've been, been chosen by God, been called by God, empowered by God, and then been commissioned by God, that's the, that is the instruction. But, to proclaim the kingdom of God wherever they go is not easy. That's why, as early as this, God will warn them. God will give them an idea what would happen. So, in previous verses, if they persecute me, they also persecute you. If they do me bad, they also do you bad. So, be prepared to that. And here in the text that we are reading now, like continuation to last Sunday is that don't let other people hinder you in proclaiming and doing the things of the principle of God. Last Sunday talk about don't, don't be afraid of them. Don't be intimidated. Do what I tell you to do. Because people are always there. Some people would like it, welcome the word of God, but there's some people who do not. They do not accept the faith or the teaching of Christ. And you will face that. What happened in Malawi, as you also read and hear the news, you also read those things like only in, in, in Libya or in Iraq, where the persecution of Christians is that they're changed of their life. And now we see it now in our nation, like in Malawi, that those who would confess Jesus will be killed. And those are now the reality. Now we are not reading it in the Bible. That is the reality. There are some people who do not accept our faith. 
And those faith which is uh, against or not in line to their faith would be executed. So that's what the Lord is really telling them. And it's happening at that in their time and even now in our time. So don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of those who could kill your body. They could chop up your head. But they could kill your spirit. But be afraid of God who could kill the body and also kill the spirit. Be more afraid of God. So instead of intimidating, not doing it, not obeying me, continue to obey me. Have fear of me rather than them. Because all of them all will always face God. All of us. So in this text, he's talking, it's not now, now talking about something which is very close to us. The thing is, don't let hinder, don't let you hinder the, or you in fulfilling the will and the purpose of God. He's talking about other people last Sunday. Now, today in our text, he's talking of two things that would hinder us also. First, our family, and second, ourselves. So we will not let our families or relatives hinder us in fulfilling the kingdom of God, nor ourselves. So first, in verse 34, verse 37, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. So what is saying here? Is, does the Lord make a conflict between the family and the church? No. Does, does God, his anti-family, when, when, he, when he commanded us to go and share the word of God? No. No. Because God already given us a, to love our mother and their parents, to love our families. But here, what we want to emphasize is that the reality, we're not doing that just talking about fantasy island or they live a happy ever after. No. God is telling us that there is always a conflict. When we learn to accept Jesus, automatically we have already an enemy. That is the devil. We have an enemy. The Lord says, verse 34, do not think that I have came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. Now this is this conflicting to what he has promised during our Christmas season. What is one of our famous Christmas season? Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. And why now we say, I did not came to bring peace. Is this conflicting? No. Peace to those who would accept him. And no peace to those who would deny them. That's the, that's the text there. And I said there is always conflict. Conflict because it, our faith is a matter of choice. When you put the principle of God in our midst here, there's always conflicting mind issues about them. They want to believe or they would, other would not. 
When you put the word of God in the middle of your family, there's some people or members would believe, and some people would not. People would obey and would not. So there is a conflict. That's the word Lord saying is a sword that would divide. Not to divide to scramble the family, but to divide that those who are willing to obey and those who would not. Now, he says here, does the Lord say in a complaint about family? No. He is what what one emphasizes here is that our love to him is more than more than our family. It's more than our family. I love to God is more than I love ones. It doesn't be a conflicting uh, uh, words. No. Because when you love God, you learn also to love your family more and other people. Every time I have a counseling, with those married, those who are going to get married. I always say, why is it very important about counseling? Because you talk about the word of God. It doesn't say that after you made a counseling with me, you're a perfect husband and a perfect wife. No. But at least you have an idea of what you're entering in. And I always say, you know, you know what? You know, there's a lot of divorce and separation in our world today. There are some people who have, have money to have uh, the divorce. Oh no, maybe, maybe in other nation. Now in our in our nation, they also have the, the, the legal separation. Because that, that many years ago, it takes a lot of money to make a legal separation. Today, I don't know other laws, you could make more uh, lesser. And even today, if no money, well, it doesn't you there and I'm there. Is not, they're not separated without anything about money. You know why the lack of separation, divorce in the world today? Because man divorces God. Huh? Man wants always to divorce with God. He doesn't want to submit. He doesn't want to be one with God. There's a lot, that's why the lack of divorce and separation of the world today because that spirit of insubordination to God because God, man wants to divorce with God he wants to do his own thing it carried over to the family that's why here God said love me first and I will help you to love your family so it's not a conflict in here second is that we will not let the creation or our loved ones to be God. They are not God. We are not God. He is God. It's always second to God. Mahal kita. Pengalawas no? terus. So, here we just want to let our family to be God. In what sense that our family or relatives would hinder us in doing what God tells us to do? Or it gives 
the whole most of our time to our family, not to God. Because I believe that's one of the conflicting questions. If you become a pastor or a priest, not, there's no problem if you are not married. But especially for us, evangelical priests or, or, or sacramental priests like us, married, because we have a family. You know, it's very good to have a celebrate, to be celebrated, because you only think about God at church. But you know, if you are married, please, it's a problem. You hold your, you hold, uh, your uh, child in the other hand, in your hand, and the other hand is the, uh, you know, the baby hand. How you could study not the word? Because your left hand is holding the baby, and your right hand is holding the milk. Now you have no time to read the Bible. That's what I'll talk about. But I believe there's always uh, what you call things better. That's why it's very good to have a wife, because you have a comparable health need to carry on those things, to all those things, and you get the things of God. So I said to get married, when the Lord give you a wife, we say help meet. You give comparable help meet. It's not a, or in other words, helper. But our thinking of helper is katulong. Katulong. That's not meaning of helper here. Pagkatulong, tagalaba, tagalpansa, tagasaing, pagkapunibulay. If you are living, you are not looking for a wife, you're looking for a, you know, a caregiver. But the thing about wife is a health need to balance. Katuwang. Hindi katulong. Katuwang. To work on these things. That's why here, in the family, there's no conflict. But what God is, is, we will not let, first of all, a family hinder us in fulfilling what the Lord tells us to do. Because, if they're the one controlling us, then time would come that they're like an idol to us, like a false god. Only one mistake, maybe you have loved them so much, only one mistake, heavy mistake, big mistake maybe will come. Those love of God will change to faith. Because they fail our expectation. Because we are not God. I am not God. You are not God. He is only God. I say, God wants him to make him God. So he is the God. He is there to us to help us. So here once again. So here, we not let our family hinder us. Nor let, to say, you have no much time to the church. I have no more time to the family. That's one of the questions now of clergy. More time to the church, no more time to the family. Well, with God, He will give us wisdom. He will always give us wisdom. There are times that are so busy, yes, but there are times also that learn, the time not much busy. But they always have time with our family. It's up to us the wisdom to divide in those things, but I believe with God will give us that wisdom and idea. And never, never that when we serve God, it seems that we are like leaving a family or something that uh, we're not caring much of them. 
When we love God first, we have given a total commitment to God. He wants that to you and me so that he could, he could really care for our family. Because most of our time, what we need is Christian fees, uh, uh, this uh, everyday bound, food in the table, our thing for the future of family. And that's good, that's, what, that's being, as, as, uh, being as a parent. But you know that you cannot make it all. You cannot make it all. Like the protection of our family. Who knows? You could bring him in the school. Who knows what will happen in the school? Look at the school. Last, uh, what day? Can I see it here? Do it. Is it pilot? That's where my daughter is. Uh, I don't know. Wait, there's a pilot here. See? I don't know who's in the solo, but it is here. So, and there is a is it in the Yotorong, thank you, Lord. But being as a parent, what's concerned? The protection. And how you can protect? You are here, and the, the fire is there. Only God. Lord, thank you. I know where is that fire thank you for the protection of my daughter and all the children in Pilot. That's all I could say to pray. To pray. That's why God wants us to love him first, to put him first, and to put our faith in him because he's willing and he's able to take good care of our family. And not only to us, but the next generation. If you could read our psalm reading, our psalm says about David. And he said, This is a command of David, this command of God to David to proclaim the kingdom of God. I will sing the mercies of God. I will make them the faithfulness to all generations. And that's what David was doing to God. I have made, I have a covenant with David. And look at this. He said, and one of the reward of David, said here, and what the Lord has done to the family of David, his seed shall endure forever. His seed, the seed of David, the lineage, the family, the generation next to David, I, the Lord says, they shall endure forever. And his throne, his kingdom, his business, his everything. As the sun before me, they shall be established forever as the moon. What I'm talking here is because David, as a parent, made a covenant with God and obeyed God. He had only rewarded David, but even David is the dead. He, God take good care of his family from generation to generation. In Genesis chapter 22, this is something about Isaac and Abraham. Here the Lord says to Abraham, offer to me your son. 
is a test of commitment to Abraham. And Bertha said, take, oh, take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering to one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So here the Lord says to Abraham, bring your son, your only son. Ah, maybe Abraham has a, has a 100 son, it's okay. Yet one, I have 99. But he's only one son. One son. To offer it to me. And Abraham obeyed. Look at the commitment of Abraham and said, Lord, you give me a son, I will, I will offer it to you. Because in offer, I said, not just offer it, but it's a blood offering. They killed animals, you know. So, in short, Abraham knows that he would sacrifice, or would he, his son would be a sacrificial lamb. He would kill the son to offer. Now, Abraham obeyed. If you are a father, I am a father. I tell you, honestly, I tell you, I say, Lord, Lord, I tell you, my father, and to be honest with you, I, I cannot still here you know, with this kind of faith Abraham to kill my daughter. Well, Lord, help me to reach that But now I'm still in that process. And here, God says, offer to me your son. And without a word, Abraham obeyed. And here he said, not only who obeyed God, but because he believed in God. And then he says here, and Isaac says, Lord, uh, Father, Pa, we have fire with the wood. Where is the offering? Isaac said to his father. It's an innocent boy. He said, where, where is the offering? Here I am, my son. He said, look, the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for burnt offering? That's the question of Isaac to his father. Father, okay, na may kain na may meron tayong wood, meron tayong fire. Sana offering. And Abraham said, "My son, God will provide Himself a lamb for burnt offering." Abraham believed in God. Abraham believed in God. And is willing to give it. And here, as Abraham had the hand of Isaac, and his, the time being, he snapped in his hand, ready his son. But verse 11 says, The angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, he said, Here I am. Do not lay your hand on the lad, nor do anything to him. 
For I know now that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. He said, God is a love family. He said, do not harm, do not lay hands. Now I know the point of what I said, the commitment of the heart of Abraham, that he's willing to give his son to God, because he loved God so and believing God, two things I would say in mind, he's able to uh, provide a land, or in my thinking, he is willing to resurrect Isaac is dead, is God. But the thing here is that God tested the faith of him. He's willing to give everything to him. He's willing to give. Because one way of Proving our love is willing to give. For God so loved that He gave His only Son because He loved us so much. And it says here, do not lay your hands, do not lay hands, or don't do anything to Him. God loves He loves our family. What? The Lord wants to see in the heart of Abraham as a father, as a leader of the house. How much you love God? Do you really fear God? We always say, I love God. Do you really love God? And the proof is, is that you're not, you are not uh, like hesitating or withholding your son. To give it to me. And with that, we see God's providing also that land, the farm. So, first, see that God loves our family. Do not do anything harm. Do not anything harm. So, if we harm, we may do harm to our families. God is our enemy because He loves our family. What He wants us to, to ask is our total commitment that we are really willing. To obey and willing to submit to him. And because Abraham the father really believed, really proved his commitment, look at this. Look at this. By myself, I have sworn, said the Lord, because you have done this thing, you have proven your commitment, your loyalty to me, says God, that you really love me. And yet, by proving that you're not withholding your son, your only son, in blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars on the heavens, as the sand which on the seashore, and descendants are possessed the gate of their enemies. In your seed, all the nation of the earth shall be blessed because you obey my birth. Because you obey my voice. You love me, oh, obey me. Or you could change this word, because you love me. The Lord bless the family of Abraham. Bless until now. His seed will bless. And the seed also bless other nations. Today, from that time on up today, 
the nation of Israel having disease of many wars, but still standing. Why? Because God has promised, I will take good care of your generation. Same to you, Ocean Nick. Because we obey God as parents and fathers, God will take good care of our children, the children, 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 children. Why? Because of His covenant with you and me. So that's why there is no conflict within the family. All that God wants is our obedience and our allegiance to God because He will take good care of our family. So don't let our family hinder us in fulfilling the will and purpose of God. Don't let them. Because we make him live in a God or learn to control us. Let God be our God. And God will take good care of us. God will help us. Give us wisdom how to care for our family. So never, never, that our family would stand between God and you. But instead, together with the family, we will serve the Lord. That's what Joshua said. Me and my family would serve the Lord. So instead of hindering, but let me. Now, maybe, maybe, maybe your situation right now, maybe your family doesn't understand you. That's the conflict. Sometimes they don't misunderstand you. Or maybe they didn't understand the will of God. Let God obey to them. Couldn't just continue to obey and God will take good care of the family. He will let them know. He will let them understand. When I, when I said to my father, I will not go back to the ship. I will now make full time. Huh? What about your future family? What about, you know? And of course, when I was in the ship, even I have family, also the, the parents say, if I'm me, so, if I'm not in the ship, eh, will supply. You parents, no? No? But, sit back. So, yes, Lord, I pray, Lord, let them understand. Let them understand. But first, maybe there's a conflict in there. But as I obey God along the way, God has only put uh, a heart of mind that I really did for in the church. So they become one with It takes time. But God is the one who let them understand those things. And here it just shows us that never a family would hinder us. Nor a family is against our needs. Nor God is against the family. Together with the family, we will serve the ancestors. So we'll never let our family and us to love God more so to learn also to love our family more. Second hindrance that the Lord says is that in verse chapter 10, it's not only our family but ourselves. And I believe this is the greatest hindrance ourselves. It says here in verse uh, 38, he who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He's now talking now to ourselves. <coughs> not willing to take his cross. That's now ourselves. 
not are willing to take up. What is the cross? That's the cross is about, uh, talk about uh, uh, like uh, living in poverty or, you know, living in want. No. The cross is more, here's what says, the shame, the suffering, the pain to uh, encounter because of your faith in me. The cross, the willing to continue in spite of hardship, in spite of teaching. Willing to continue. Willing to do what God told you to do in spite of conflict, in spite of, 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 of uh, what you call unfavorable circumstances. That is the cross. Willing. And the second meaning of the cross is our, our, our daily dying to ourselves. Daily dying to what we want. Daily dying to our own ambition, our own uh, plans. But Lord, what is your plan? Some people are so afraid to give their, their plans to God. Because maybe God has other plans. But do you think that God's plan is better than our plan? I want to think for more for sure. How could you be sure that your plan will success without the blessing of God? It will not. It will not. So God's, will, God's blessing of God will bless only His plan for you and me. Because that is good for you and me. The plan of God. That's why to seek what is the plan of God for us. Because it is really for our good and He would bless them. So this is daily dying for ourselves. It's not easy. Because that's, you know, that monster inside of us will always want to do his own thing. We're not doing this monster inside of us. Ourselves, our own way of thinking. That's we are learned to die. And only God could help us. Only God help us to die for ourselves. Only God. Because if not still our own way, our own plans will always prevail. But God says, He wants us to submit and to do. And that's the only way you could really know what about life. That life, He says here, those who lose the life for me will find it. And those, those who find this life will lose it. And those who lose this life for my sake will find it. Only one way to know the plans of God in our life is to lose our life to God. Or to submit our life to the Lord. And he will tell you, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. So you could only find the meaning of life. There's so many many meaning of life. When you open the Facebook, right? there are good uh, readings or, or credible calls about life. But what really gives meaning to our life when you learn to submit and let the plan of God be done in our life. That's where we know the meaning or the purpose of our life here. And one was also is to give our life together a family, to share it to others, to die and then let, give it to others. And the more we live for others, 
the more we know about life. Because people who are selfish, they think much of themselves. Only themselves. So their world is only themselves. They don't, they don't have an, an idea what's happening to others. Only a bit of themselves. But they're prisoners of themselves. But they learn to lose for God and for others. They will see the real meaning of life. And will never, never lose. Will be lost of anything. Because we learn the more we share, the more we give, the more things that we receive. That is what we call the cycle of life. The cycle of life and what you call, they say that the law of attraction. You think and give it to others, you also attract also other things from you. So here, brothers and sisters, the Lord says, don't let other things would hinder us. Would hinder us in fulfilling and doing the work of God. We need to love God more. And lastly, said here, whoever receives you, receives me, I will reward them. I will reward them, says God. The Lord will bless people whom you were, you encounter those people who receive the word of God, the Lord will bless them. And then the thorn said here also, the title of blessings says here about when they also give you water in the name of prophet, you also reward. When people also bless you in 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 in, in a prophet's righteous word, you also receive reward. So God here He says that what you have given will you will never lose. What you have shared, you don't don't let your life just be confined for yourself, but lose it. Lose it and you will find it. Lose it to God and God will use it to bless others. As you give it to God, the Lord will use it to bless other people. And at the same time, have blessed them, those who will bless you. Because above all, above all and everything all, anything will be to give everything here on earth. What matters most is the soul of man. Because when the soul of man go back to God, it will live forever. Forever in eternity or forever in damnation. Everything here will to live everything here on earth. But praise God when we live everything here. Maybe as parents in times of God will pass away. You have to leave your children here. But God said, He will take good care of them. He will take good care of them. You know why some people are so afraid to die? Because they're thinking, who will take care of my wife? Who will take care of my children? I always say that to the dying people. The Lord will take good care of them. Don't you worry. I always tell the children, tell your mother that everything is okay. Because the dying man is thinking of his children, thinking what will happen to them. But you know, in reality, what you're going to do, you're not dying. You have nothing to do, you cannot do anything more. So just assure him or her that everything is okay. 
and that I will say the magic magic word nothing like just a magic word as a, as a word of assurance that God will take it care of you and yes he will pass peaceably by the sun so brothers and sisters we love our family but God loves more our family we fail sometimes our family you know and I know that we fail sometimes our family but God will never fail to learn to trust him, then to submit to him and love him most because he loved most us and our family. Please thank you.